Uh, hi. Welcome. Hi. Sean Hayes, Whip Around, Macabre, Weird News, Not Alone. Philiporta. Uh, <laughs> Philiporta, Sean Hayes. Philiporta, <laughs> si- <laughs> Philiporta Science, it's a, Weird News. <laughs> it's a nesting doll here. Um, I'm Sean <laughs> Hayes. Boop, boop, boop. I'm Phil. I was Sean Hayes. Boop, 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 boop. It's a Matryoshka doll of Matryoshka. Isn't it? Mat- I think it's Matryoshka. Matryoshka? Yeah, it's not Sounds like Japanese better. where you sort of elide. All right. You know what? <laughs> Hi, folks. <laughs> a a um, belated, uh, not even belated, I'm going to bookend, by the way, before we get too far, the happy 40th birthday to our webmistress and Phil's spouse, Caroline Laporta. Again, it was really nice seeing an outpouring of happy birthday uh, love for her on our on our socials. Oh, yeah. Y'all love her, and, and we know it, and she knows it, and she appreciates it. If we could be half as popular, half as engaging. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I burp differently now and i know that that is not (laughs) the the, that is not where we are right now (laughs) we do not have that kind of relationship um you are not as much as i wish it were otherwise my gastroenterologist is that a thing gastroenter yeah gastroenterology enter okay i was very concerned i was gonna tell you that you were not my insect stomach expert no you're not my gastroentomologist I'm not that either, so... Good. I'm not that kind of insane doctor, right? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, what I was going to say is in my middle age or whatever, I feel... I'm starting to burp differently. (laughs) We're going to play some special audio for you, citizens. Um, That whole thing (laughs) with the absinthe and the cogs uh, expo. We're going to be playing that here after a bit of an intro. But I just apparently cannot be contained... You have to let everybody know. Yeah, because here's what's been happening. Not every time, but much like graying hair, I'm thinking maybe this is like a gradual process that soon this is all I'll have. Okay, so when you pick, when you think of a burp, um, and I and I and you do think of it, you do. Isn't it something where there's like there's a little bit of pressure and it's coming up and you sort of feel it rise. You know, and you're not a little kid, so you know, like, there's no way this is barf. Like, it's just whoop, and then out it comes. It rattles in your throat a little bit, mostly out of your mouth, you know? There's a normal sequence of events to most burps. Yes, I agree. Right. Most people think, I I think I know where burps are and how that works. Do yours originate in a different body part? Well, (laughs) here's, it's more like they're, all right, here's what happens. You tell me what the, what the, what the metaphor would be, maybe. It loudly rumbles in my stomach like a like a like a like i swallowed a fly that was holding a grenade like it's this like in my stomach and then like a beat or two pass and then i go like that so the loud part is going off your body has inverted the process yeah so and kate will turn to me sometimes (laughs) i'll be like what was that and she caught me after the i'm not doing it on per i can't control that but she's hearing the depth charge in my stomach and then turning, and then going, "What's that?" As I'm going, that do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's the, it's the most, it's the disappointing. You you've reversed the process. Normally, as a kid, you're like, "Oh, here it comes!" Right. Let me see how loud I can do. Right. And now your body is is jumping on that metaphorical grenade. Yes. Like like don't don't let him do this out loud. Like I am a silencer for burps. That's an amazing. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I am. I'm the hitman of burps, the hitman of yes. belches. Uh, anyway, Phil, I'm going to shut up for a minute because I just yeah. <laughs> went off. If I have I'm any burps, fine. I'll get close to the mic. Yeah, please. 
I'm fine. Everything is everything is good. Uh, we're firmly heading towards the end of the semester. And oh, school, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, school's on. Yeah, school's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're. I can tell that the kids are all exhausted. I'm starting to get there, but I'm trying to keep the energy up, and it's not easy to do. Word. Um, there are certain topics that, as much as I enjoy them and as much as I know they're important, they just don't. They just don't thrill me. I guess is how to say it. Sure. You know. Sure. But we're trying. And uh, other than that, things are okay. I'm I'm amazed at the wind lately, in the last bastion of conversation. But I'm really well, tired hey, no, you're it. just coming back to what I was talking about in a different way. I, I just, it's just, you know what? I'll take weather. I just don't like wind. I've realized <laughs> that's the one weather I don't like. All right, so you're not gonna just, you're not gonna protest weather in general. That's good. No, that's yeah, big of you. I'm okay with weather. All right. Just wind? Like, can we just have some rain with it? Anything? No, hey, man. Just, nice weather we're having. Rain. Someone's like, nice weather we're having. Phil, Phil's like, I don't even want to talk about that bullshit. <laughs> you know what? It's, you know, I think I might enjoy it more if I had a kite. I think that might, might improve my general mood about this weather. It's difficult to be bummed with a kite in general. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine drowning. <laughs> are, have you got it? Yeah. Is, are you in a swimming pool, a lake? Where are you? I was in the ocean. Okay. You're in the... Oh, my. Even better. Then imagine you're doing it, but there's the kite above where you are just like really zooming around. Like it cheers it up a little. <laughs> you know? That's that's how I want to go. Or even if it gets pulled down with you, there's this kite doing all kinds of water aerobics down there, you know, independent of your um, problem. I'm going to make an attempt at the most awkward segue. Even if I got hit by a train, I'd be happy if there was a kite flying over me. Choo-choo, the weird is coming through. It's time for Trainwreck Headlines. I mean, for what it was, you know, I gave you a very, <laughs> very tall mountain to climb. <laughs> I have six headlines. One of them I've written. Five of them are real. Spot the fake and win the day. That was disappointing. You know that was, that was disappointing. <laughs> disappointingly cogent. I was, you know what the fucked up thing was? I was trying to be not cogent, and it came out normal. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta change this segment then. I guess <laughs> if we're gonna be getting into it all intelligently. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry. I apologize for my my. Bum, 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 it worked. <laughs> Here we go. Pepsi to give away Peeps flavored soda. Doom can be played on six million crabs. I'm sorry, six billion crabs. My oh, mistake. oh. Sorry. Six-year-old North Carolina boy arrested for picking a flower off a lawn. Baseball player loses bat during swing, breaks TV camera, faces th- uh, $327,000 in FCC fines for tampering with equipment. Quebec man steals police car as he's arrested for stealing another police car. And tanker spills animal blood on freeway. Slow, but interesting. Pepsi to give away fruit, uh, Peeps flavored soda. Doom could be played on 16 billion crabs. Six-year-old North Carolina boy arrested for picking flower off lawn. Baseball player loses bat during swing. Breaks TV camera. Faces $327,000 in FCC fines for tampering with equipment. Quebec man steals police cars. He's arrested for stealing another police car. And tanker spills animal blood on freeway. All right. So, obviously, having been singed recently, uh, I'm going to at least, you know, <laughs> do a couple second glances, third glances at the second one. Which Is that the Doom one? Doom could be played on 16 billion crabs. But in no way am I committing to that. Now, okay. um, what was the one? What was the one about the baseball? The, so the baseball player. Uses bat during swing. Breaks hit, TV camera. Right. 
faces $327,000 in FCC fines for tampering with equipment. I think that's fake. I think it's the baseball one. Oh, he's back. Oh, I was in no way sure about that. That's good. I thought, yeah. you, you know, I thought you were going to be like, so you think a tanker spilled blood all over the highway and you didn't notice? <laughs> <laughs> Which, unfortunately... I was going to say. I didn't. Did you? I didn't. That's a shame. I didn't. I, I I was just surprised that there was a tanker carrying animal blood. Seems like something you don't necessarily transport, but I mean, whatever. I saw a video recently. Maybe the reason I didn't bat an eye at it. I saw a video recently that someone had shot cell phone camera type thing while driving on a freeway. Tell me if you recognize this when you do. And they are passing like a... Um, a fairly lo- – like a truck pulling almost like a Winnebago crossed with a storage. It was a big, long Winnebago-looking trailer, okay? Like it looked like yeah. a – well, there were like windows in it. Mm-hmm. Oh. They, the sh- yeah, they pull up shark. alongside and there's sharks swimming yeah. in this thing. So there was something about where my mind, of course, <laughs> immediately went with that thing just imagining blood in there eventually. I think I was just willing to believe it. <laughs> the blood sure you got sharks out there you got blood out there you got cola that could explode apparently whatever I, yeah actually if if we were doing a regular show this week uh the doom on 16 billion crabs would have been my science, science. You, you, yeah. well hey let's save it for uh next week if you want yeah i might be able to describe that Nami? but i guess Nami? i guess having having said that i guess we should tee up what'll come up after the uh assuming commercial that's happening yeah i mean i i tipped my hand to it a little bit earlier but i think it was pretty clear where my focus really was was uh, oh wait <laughs> that was the very end you didn't hear it in my belly though did you no i heard nothing <laughs> in the belly but it was a very piddling burp so a you, piddle. you've proven you've proven the second half of your premise all right well congratulations all i have to do now is do the rest of the show standing up with my <laughs> belly pressed into the microphone which i know you've asked me not to do but i feel in the name of science anyway why don't you do the teeing this time Okay, so yeah, so citizens, what we've got for you... Uh, the cogs... You, you, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you tee it up. Let me interrupt. Thanks. It's uh, me. So it's, I know, you're good at it. So what we've got for you this week is the audio uh, from the video we did for the Cogs Expo Green Fairy Party stream uh, that aired a couple weeks ago, but we don't just have that. Uh, that video, we edited down for time, and I've we've actually got the extended version of that. Oh, yeah, so so if you were there on the stream, you didn't even see this part of it where I go into a little bit more about the history of Absinthe and some of the things that really delighted Sean, such as the triple murder and the other murder and the uh, the general history of Absinthe. That wasn't on the thing? No, we cut that oh, out for time. So well, we missed the history. Then I then I, I didn't even realize that that – because I wasn't able to catch the stream. I just – you know, I lived it. Um, yes, you did. Yeah. So so we've got that for you coming up after the break. It's the, and then, it's the Snyder cut or what the fuck ever. We're <laughs> timely is, around here. Yes, that's right. It's a pop culture reference. It's the Snyder cut of the COG stream by us. Exactly. So if, too obvious? <laughs> it's, it's a little too obvious. So that's what we've got coming up for you. Uh, enjoy this message. And uh, we won't, won't be right back, but past us will return after this. Those goddamn time streams. Don't cross the time streams, Phil. I think it's a regular episode next week, isn't it? What do you mean? Yeah, good point. I think it's a regular episode <laughs> of the Whip Around next week. So look forward to that, everybody, while Phil decides to figure out what the hell's going on. You know that we're on a podcast right now, right? What? You're, you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Uh, well, the, 
Phil's out to pasture right now. Um, I think he's doing research on burps. So uh, just as a heads up. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> I was definitely. Oh, n- well, now who's interrupting, buddy? I was I was very honored to be a part of this. Phil does a great job. Yes, what he was drinking was kind of what having me drink was kind of vile. Are you wearing a glove? Oh yes, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> half of one. All right. Well, I mean, uh, check out the Cogs Expo doing class prep. It's time audio. You don't write with your hand on the on the on, on the tablet. Phil and I are, are going to discuss his pinky and ring finger glove. Like he's some kind of a bargain bin Michael Jackson or something. So, uh, yeah, please do enjoy the audio from the Cogs Expo Green Fairy Glove Championship National Book Award. And we will see you next week, I guess. Next week, we hope. Yeah. Okay, we love you. Bye. Gloves. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my segment of the Green Fairy Party presented by the Cogs Expo. Many of you know me. I am Dr. Phil Laporta, amateur mixologist, podcaster, uh, physics professor, but pretty much today it's the amateur mixologist. But as always, if you've joined my streams before, you know I'm not alone. Behind the camera, doing the bar backing and, and always helping me out as always, my lovely wife, whom you can find as the magician's assistant, both on Facebook and on Etsy for all of your chainmail, costuming, and mask needs. I don't look good in this, so I'm not wearing it right now. <laughs> Thank you, love. And of course, as you might have guessed, I'm extra not alone. I brought with me one of my best friends in the entire world, my co-host of the Whip Around podcast, and all around, you know, wonderful guy, thespian, writer, hat-wearing fella, Mr. Sean Hayes. Hello, how are you? I'm everything he just said, and a little bit more. <laughs> That's about accurate. So, Sean, we're here uh, because it's been asked of me to present some absinthe cocktails, and I could think of absolutely no one I would want to torture more than you. <laughs> I was going to say, no one who would appreciate it less <laughs> Pretty much. than me. I was, I was going to say, maybe, so, me. maybe Caroline. What, what is your background with, with absinthe? Uh, okay, real quick. Yeah. I've had it, uh, I think, like twice. And the, the, the mystique around it, like growing up, I was always like, ooh, someday I'm going to try the green absinthe thing that is in the movies. And then when I finally got a chance to have some actual stuff, because it was what, verboten for a while. Absolutely. It was at a wedding. It was my brother-in-law at Ward's wedding. Oh, okay. Hi, uh, Ward. Hi, Ward. The, uh, but I had a horrible throat illness of some kind. My uvula, my uvula, <laughs> shout out to the uvulas, was so... It was coming down the hell. Oh, I remember when this right. was happening. And it felt like I was gargling like hot gravel. So this is. So then someone was like, also, we have absinthe. I was feverish. So this was a bad time. So the first time I had absinthe, it was horrible. It was one of the worst days of my life. Um, and then I had it some other time that I. It must have been worse because I had blocked <laughs> it out. And I, I'm just happy to be here. So that's why I brought Sean, because you could have me tell you what it tastes like. But to try to get someone like him... Licorice to... farts. <laughs> pretty, there you go. So, so here, I wanna, before we start, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know a little bit about this, but I did want to mention, I feel it would be remiss of me to not mention a little bit of the history of absinthe as we go. So, Sean, quick thing, quick quiz for you. Three main flavors in absinthe, what are they? 
Uh, or where the three main ingredients, which impart the flavors, basically. Well, now, are we, is like wormwood used to be a thing? No, nope, still is. 100% okay. still is. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, anise, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the second one. And, <clears throat> and, well, now it's just. One out Now it's just me trying to intuit it. So I'm going to say. Uh, Fennel. Is that it? Fennel, yeah. Uh, that was the third one. I was going to say feet. But, yeah, right. same difference. Sure. Uh, but those are the three main. It's bottled. Fennel, in, really? Yeah. Oh. Which is like really doubling down on the liquor I show. Absolutely. Um, it's bottled anywhere between uh, 45% and 74% AVB. This stuff is absolutely hard and harsh and it's heavy. Uh, and also, and this is important, you mentioned this, I want to try the fancy green absinthe, right? It doesn't actually have to be green, and that's one of the most common misconceptions about it. Hmm. Absinthe goes anywhere from green to clear. Uh, brown, which is the type of absinthe I have here, okay. and also uh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, and also even there are red types. Uh, most of the red types are flavored with hibiscus as well. But that's why. Uh, do you know the distinctions between what's missing or not if it's clear? Um, some honestly, the green brown. coloring in, in lower quality absinthe, green food coloring is just added. Okay. So that's part of one of the problems where it's just green for the sake of being green. Right. Uh, sometimes you can have a green absinthe that oxidizes to brown, so that's part of it too. Um, but again, uh, and what's also, you mentioned the wormwood, one of the other things I want to mention, just, and this is the scientist brain in my head, I just have to say this, it's not hallucinogenic at all. Right. Um, in fact, the main component of wormwood that's hallucinogenic is thujone, and most absinthe that's sold in the States, I think it's required that there's no thujone in it. Yeah, that's familiar. And if you drank enough absinthe that had wormwood with thujone in it, to get hallucinating on the thujone, mm. you'd be dead by alcohol poisoning. I was gonna say, for that, you could drink Absolutely. wood alcohol and go like, yeah, this that's is right. messing with yeah. my head. Absolutely, and of course, you mentioned also the thing that was verboten for a while. Right. Uh, real fast, again, here's the brief history. Uh, again, origins are cloudy. Wormwood has been used for centuries. We're talking Hippocrates, Galen, Pliny the Elder, all were like, yeah, use this for, for uh, various things. Pliny? 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 My name was, if my name was Pliny, I'd lie and say it's Pliny. <laughs> Pliny the Huge. Uh, people even burned wormwood during the plague to fumigate uh, infected houses. Great idea. Didn't work. Great idea. Um, Kill the cats, even better. Yeah. They did great. They did great work. <laughs> great work. Uh, around 1840, the French were busy colonizing Algeria. Horrible stuff. Used wormwood to stave off dysentery, stop fevers, all sorts. And when they brought it back home, they st uh, basically that was where it started. Like they brought that back home with them, and that's when it started the to become popular. The, the, the taste for wormwood uh, and basically well, spiking hey. wine with wormwood to sort of make the first sort of proto absinthe. Um, it was super prevalent. They used to call it the green hour. It was like happy hour, basically. Of course, you know. Uh, what was it Manet's famous painting, The Absinthe Drinker? Some mm. famous paintings, and of course, all the all the you know unlocking creativity of like people like Van Gogh, Toulouse Lautrec, Baudelaire, Picasso. Everybody was like you know tripping on absinthe and drawing. It was a fad, right? I mean, it, it was, was like a, an yeah. alcohol fad in, in a way. And, and like you think about the typical mm. preparation of you know put it in the glass. We have this big fountain, and it's borderline yeah, ritualistic, it's, right? Do you have one of the spoons or anything? I do have a spoon, but I wasn't going to do that preparation. We can bring Never it on mind. camera. No. I think you should. I mean, like, should, yeah, lots of people thinking sugar cubes and funky spoons. Oh, absolutely. And that's the original preparation. Lighters, or is that free? Basically? No, you can... <laughs> that's also... Is that, that kind of show? It's not that kind of show. Okay. This, is, this is the absinthe spoon, the typical one, the slotted spoon. And the typical preparation is to put a, a cube on there, pour water over it to dissolve it into the absinthe, but that's not the only way to prepare it, and that's the most traditional way, by far. Um, and of course you mentioned it was uh, banned. 99 <laughs> 
Of course, you mentioned it was banned for years. Uh, uh, Here, at least. Yeah, actually, all over for a while. You'll be happy to know it was because of some murders, because I know you have a bent with the macabre. I want to hear more. About I know you say do. Say more right now. <laughs> so uh, the major direct backlash started in 1905 with a triple murder. Jean Lafray murdered his wife, two daughters one night. They blamed the two ounces of absinthe he had for the murders, mm. not the brandy, the liter or more of wine he was accustomed to every day, the glass of wine his uh, neighbor gave to him, the homemade brandy he was drinking that night. No, but it was definitely the absinthe that got yeah, it banned. I hear one suspect. Right, just clearly. And then also there was another murder the next year. And they're like, no, clearly the absinthe again. So it was just a convenient scapegoat for the time. And you'll know this because we've talked about this. It was one of those convenient things where, like, it was radio. It was rock and roll. It was TV. It was video games. Mm. It was like, no, this is decaying our society. It was this. It was the spoons. They were out of, They were the original. We're out of spoons. There is no spoon. The only thing that bends <laughs> is your morality. <laughs> Now you know why we brought it, folks. No. Um, and by the way, Anissa, there were a couple of substitutes were made when you couldn't make absinthe. We were talking about this in the car on the way over. Pastis is one of them, one of the original ones that you can make. Uh huh. And Herb Saint is another one. Mm-hmm. Herb Saint? Herbie Saint. Oh, okay. <laughs> Herbie Saint. Um, I think he played center fields for the Pirates back in the day. Herbie Saint. Um, if it's the not, pirates? it's. Are the Pirates? Yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates, Major League Baseball. Back team. then? Yeah. I sense you're lying. <laughs> I just realized you're wearing a green shirt. It just, <laughs> just now that we're doing this and you're wearing a green shirt. We're, well, that's you got a plague doctor on yours, though. Well, I counted on the red tablecloth. I wanted it to seem like I was just like... <laughs> he actually... I just I just materialized yeah, out I'm of the Yeah, fumes from the table. <laughs> he can't move. <clears throat> I'll feed him later. Um, and incidentally, of course, in the late 1990s, you see it start to come back in Europe in small drips and drabs, and uh, by basically by 2007, we're back in the USA with the stuff and more or less all over the place. Like, that's the, that's my overly brief history of absinthe. Uh, I don't think it was overly brief. I'm glad you appreciated that. Yeah, it was adequately brief. Okay. <laughs> all right. But we're not here to talk history. We're here to drink. Okay? And so the first thing I want to do before I even mix anything, Caroline, can I have the uh, just the pure absinthe, just so we can get Sean to get a whiff of that before I mix it into anything? So... Don't taste it because. Uh, okay. Please, <laughs> do I have to twist your arm anymore? Um, I, I just want to quote Hemingway on this. His uh, thing of absence was opaque, bitter, tongue numbing, brain warming, stomach warming, idea changing liquid alchemy. And he had good judgment on everything. <laughs> yes, he did. And he's right on the tongue numbing, which is why I'm saying don't do not taste this like normally i would give you a taste of a liquor like yeah. straight yeah. it will kill everything else you taste so how you smelling which is a hell of a question it honestly yeah it smells like a like a like a scented nail polish remover <laughs> of course if anybody else smells it other than my buddy it was gonna not gonna give it quite as uh as that kind of a, a flair. Review. What was that? Kind of review. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get strong notes of licorice more than anything. Is what most people are going to recognize. If you told me this could remove graffiti, <laughs> I'd buy it. Well, good news. It's not going to remove graffiti. You're going to drink some of it. Aren't you excited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, now, we mentioned, and I'm glad you brought it up with the spoon. Because that's the traditional method, everybody knows that. But I wanted to bring a couple of different cocktails that aren't traditional for everybody to see because we all know, yeah, put the sugar in it and drip it in. And, but also, number one, I've never had you drink that. And I want to show everybody a couple of ways of easing into absinthe if you don't think you like the very strong, super forward, 
and a slaver. And I think I don't. I am pretty sure you don't. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a couple different preparations. Uh, and so here's where Phil stands. It says so in my script. And we're going to make the first one. And the first one is absinthe Swiss style. And uh, it is, am I still in frame? You are very tall all of a sudden. I'm okay with being very tall. That'll okay. be the standing. Yes. Uh, that's you, but if you stand up straight, your top of your head's going to All right. Well, I'll bend a little bit. Just why bring me you, that tin. It should be jaunty. Bring me the tin. I'm going to look like I'm very interested in bending over. You know what? We're keeping that. I anyway. convincing. <laughs> so... Uh, the first one is absinthe Swiss style, and it comes. Uh, I found this preparation in the Dead Rabbits drink manual, and it is a sort of a mellowing down to me of the traditional preparation because you still have a lot of watering down the absinthe, you still have a lot of extra stuff in there. But what I've got here is a tin with ice in it and a spoon, and the recipe is, if I can see that, it's basically we start with two ounces of absinthe, which is a lot. Breathe, it's okay. The next thing that's going in there is something that's known as orja. Now, also, Caroline's fingernails perfectly in tune perfectly with what green we're doing. Hair. If no one has appreciated that yet, let's thank make you. sure we do. Thank you, Thing. And thank you, Sean. And Sorry, this is thing, thing. Because the hand. Right. That's orja. Taste that straight. Or, what is it? Orja. A-O-R-G-E-A-T. It's pronounced orja. It's a sweetened almond syrup. I smell nothing. <laughs> what you do not smell is that cake powder. Now that's like not a bad thing. No, it's a very sweet thing. And the sweetness is so much that by adding this in there, incidentally, in a half ounce. So that's this? Yep, that's this. In a half ounce. Is this mine? Yeah, you can have that. Uh, Put this by, in your purse. <laughs> uh, we're adding that in a half ounce, and that's going to balance that astringency with some sweetness. And now we're going to add, believe it or not, just club soda. If I can have a measuring, a measuring glass, perfect. Just four. There's my two ounce mark. Ba -da -ba -da -ba 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 two ounces of club soda. We're just gonna water it down further. It's gonna give it a little effervescence. We're gonna stir it up to chill it out, and we are gonna present it in the traditional absinthe glass. I'm not hearing a ton of ice clacking around. Is this sort of a... Because I'm smooth. It's just, okay, I was gonna say, is that a technique thing? Yes, this is a technique thing. Or you have like one cube. No, I've got two cubes in there. Two whole cubes. Two whole cubes, swirl it around. And of course, remember, you're basically when you're doing these kind of mixes, chill it until you can feel the tin get cold. That's how you know you're getting that right dilution. Ooh. Chilly. Uh, and of course, I'm going to do this the fast way for time, and I'm not going to use a strainer or anything. I'm going to hold the ice back with the spoon, pour it into the glass, buttery. and you notice. Uh, yep, we've got a buttery color. And you notice that it is definitely milky. It's a little green, but again, my absinthe that I'm using here which is Vucare absinthe. It is not it's like a color green type. peanut butter spit. Yeah. And so here is a little taste. You're gonna for you. Well, I'm, I don't mind if I. Phil told me that I get. He's gonna pour off from like the main glass. Yeah. And then in the next sentence, he told me that he's gonna be drinking from the main glass. Well, I'm gonna pour it off for you because I know there's no way in hell. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'm just wondering how well it'll be going by the end if you're. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be taking the whole thing right now. Are you doing now. this now? Yeah, absolutely. I want to get your input. And if you have another name other than Absent Swiss Style, because you're so damn good at naming things. Mm. Here's wormwood in your eye. Mm. To the whip around. <laughs> it's that face. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm thinking. <laughs> 
Now I'll tell you this, when you taste this thing, at least my read of it, well, you think, is that this is a creamy drink in a way because the orgeat is really thick. It's really sweet. So you're getting a decent level of sweetness and almond flavor because orgeat is basically sweetened almond milk. Uh, sweetened almond flavor, along with which balances out the anise, it's lengthened, so it's not as astringent and potent uh, with the uh, uh, with the absinthe. It's like wallpaper glue. <laughs> So wallpaper glue. I'm going to call that wallpaper glue. We've got wallpaper glue. Now, let me ask you this. Was this as bad as you were afraid it was going to be? Um, no, okay. The highest compliment I can give this... Yeah, go ahead. We'll ...is that it that. is not a deal breaker. All right. Listen, and you know what? Knowing him, that's fine by me. So I'll tell you what. Let's move on to another one then. You do not have to finish that. Okay. Don't worry. Now, this one is actually a cocktail that was apparently... Um... <laughs> you know, again, attributed to Hemingway. Uh, this guy, man. This guy, man, right? This is known as, and you'll love the name, though, at least, Death in the Afternoon. Oh, thank you. Thanks, bud. That's how I do it. <laughs> the name of the cocktail is Death in the Afternoon. Even a green stirrer. Yeah, I was ready for that. Death in the Afternoon. Yeah. Death in the Afternoon, right? The name of the book. But the funny thing was, when he wrote this one, and uh, I found it in, uh, what was the original attribution? It was a 1935 cocktail manual. What name, Caroline? Was so it so, a red nose or a breath in the afternoon? Yeah, it was one of those or okay uh, books, and uh, the original preparation literally was literally a drink type book thing on named drinks after and, a gin blossom. Yeah, and also right. the uh, what do you call it? Um, his original recipe was a jigger and a half of absinthe. That word. And that's like an ounce and a half, and that, that word is, is so way problematic. it is way too much jigger. So what I we're doing like is we're we're toning that down a lot because like you know an, a jigger and a half would be somewhere around two ounces, yeah. way too much for a six ounce like drink. So we got just an ounce of absinthe. You notice I'm prepping this in a champagne glass because the two other ingredients one is simple syrup. Don't be afraid of making your own simple syrup, by the way. It's just sugar and water together. Uh, don't I've seen it in the store. It's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, just boil some water, put the sugar in it, you know, or put the sugar in the water. So this is just to sweeten it up again, to remove some of that astringency, to balance the cocktail. Now, right now, if you did nothing else, that essentially is the components of what people are traditionally doing. And then it's... add cold water to it. Yeah. Yes, it would be very, very similar. Absolutely. And we got a little bit of champagne. Which, which makes me fall down. I know it makes you fall down. That's why you're only getting a little. And by the way, I know Prosecco is more popular than Champagne right now. If you're using Prosecco, omit the syrup because Prosecco is much sweeter. But again, you notice this one comes out with a really nice kind of greenish color. Love that effervescence. One critic of this cocktail actually said it was apparently a waste of effervescence. Who's the... Who's that? I cannot that remember. Karen? No, no. I'm talking about back when this was originally oh. published. But, uh, and by the way, the only reason I'm not measuring is because I was practicing these cocktails, I was taste testing them, um, and for me, this is actually exactly five ounces is this glass. So basically, I've got a built-in measure here. This is going to pour horribly, but that's why we have a bar mat. What do you expect? What? I didn't say anything. I did without spilling, too. Who needs a bar mat? There it is. So you got the bubbly now. Now this, what's the current name? The current name is Death in the Afternoon. Okay. That's encouraging. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that good, huh? Um, I'm going to tell you this. This is probably one of the most traditional absinthe cocktails that you can get. And usually when you have a cocktail that features absinthe, <laughs> cocktail that features absinthe, usually the name has death in it. And as near as I can tell, at least... What is that? 
tell you. <laughs> At least in the history, this is, uh, you know, that I think this is probably where it starts because I see a lot of cocktails and you see a lot of modern riffs on it usually say death in something, or death under something. Sorry, let's not be playing it up. <laughs> That's why you have a glass of water. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm going to call this a spit take. <laughs> that is a spit That's take. That's the name of this thing? Yes. Now, for me, again, now you're getting much more, number one, this is much more absent forward. This is a, you know, hits you way harder for the for the volume. Because I don't, you don't appreciate have... it. <laughs> this is aggressively absent. Yeah, and it parks right in, like, the front of your mouth. The good thing, at least the good thing is, at least with these first two cocktails, mm -hmm. All right. Orja, you can make yourself, but it's also obtainable in the store. It's basically sweetened almond milk. It's not too hard to make. I'm going to try to just be this cool is... about this. This is just three ingredients, and it's really simple. So this is a nice one to, to get in on if you're really trying. And so now here is the... <clears throat> so let's move the spit stick out of there. That's why we have a glass of water here for you, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Hmm? <laughs> is that an apology for what's about to happen? No, it's an apology for what just happened. Oh. I'm actually way more optimistic about what's about to happen. Because the next thing... It's something I've been working on. And we based it off of something else. No. Okay, so if I throw up, it's okay. Yeah, we'll never edit that out anyway. That's true. It's fine. So this is, the next one is something, ooh, we gotta move. Uh, so this is gonna be the last cocktail. What? I just realized, like, oh, we're kind of, we're getting close to time. Uh, so I've got one cocktail left for you. My, like my time, or oh, their time. Yeah. I'll shut up. No, it's okay. Uh, the last one, this, is something I've been working on, and it's something that has absolutely no name, but it's got that it's got that same balance where what we're looking at and what we're doing is we're trying to play off the sweetness and the uh, and the acidity to balance the cocktail. Now, Sean, there's another glass right next to you. This guy. Yeah, taste that. Bring out Caroline. Bring the ingredients over here. What is it for me? We're gonna start, of course, with the how much do I have? Yes, it is. Uh, thank you very much. So we've got. That's gonna be an ounce of absinthe to start. Mm. That's passion fruit. I'm gonna keep this. Have you ever had passion fruit before? I have. Well, now you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once. Just now. Uh, this is. I've had passion fruit before. I was I'm sure. a man it's of the not, world. It's not a normal thing necessarily. This I've seen a, some bras. This is a, This is an ounce and a half of pear vodka. So it's absolute pear. This is the ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed, please. And finally, what the hell's the last thing? <laughs> oh right, it's the ounce of passion fruit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I missing? You know what? The passion fruit related to nothing. We just wanted Sean to be happy for a second. <laughs> no, try that candy. That's a starburst. Anyway, here's some vile crap. <laughs> uh, and so here's the deal. I was working with passion fruit for a while. The thing is, passion fruit's flavor is so strong. Mm. You put it in a cocktail, you taste nothing else. And what I started to realize was like, oh wait a minute, you can balance the absinthe with the passion fruit because they will fight with each other and end up balancing it. <laughs> you don't seem like you're buying it. I just like that you're, trying, you're staying in frame and so you're mixing like Captain Morgan. <laughs> I'm out of frame, yeah. I know. All right, anyway, so. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> just excited. Again, too lazy for the strainer, so we do the... Uh, Half strain action here. Look at that. Before you straight from the end in here. Or not. <laughs> or not. Perfect. <laughs> Keep that take. 
That is, I knew that was coming. There we go. And that's why the bar mats. Good are. grief. That's why the bar mats are. Do you have a name that you go with? That you know, There's always that legendary drink that's yeah. like the bartender oh, the, at the end of the night. Just like, like just pours the mat. Yeah, and like somebody's asking for a free one. It's like here. Yeah. Do you, no, I don't have a name for uh, it. Call I, in. Yeah, let us know. All right, last one, bud. All right, no, this, this is I not li- name. literally has no name. It's your ingredients. Yes. Your baby. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was a little bit of ice in there. Ah, I know. He's not well, now, Hold on. While you talk, I'll think. So here's the other thing. is If you look in the flavor Bible, it turns out that anise and pears kind of match well together, which is why I went that way. Also, there's kind of like pears or anise. Oh, oh, for two. Yeah. I didn't even know you didn't like pears. Yeah. Learned something about my... <laughs> now, that'll sweeten the hell out of it. And of course, remember something. When you're making any of these drinks, you've seen the recipes, you've seen the ratios... But what matters is also not just following the recipes, it matters f- looking at your audience and knowing what they like. And so I actually was mixing these a little bit sweeter than I was, than I was advertising. You actually just finished that once you added like a ton yeah. of sugar to it. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, that is the least offensive uh, of the drinks, particularly after my own touch. You might want a passion fruit sidecar. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, that's evergreen advice. That, wishful thinking. I think wishful that is thinking. Wishful thinking. That name is gonna stick, ladies and gentlemen. Um, listen, we're pretty much out of time, so thank you all for joining us during the, the during our part of the stream. Sean, I want to thank you for letting me torture you. You're a wonderful sport. And uh, where can everybody find you uh, coming up? I know you have something coming up at my house. <laughs> No, I, I I don't I don't remember the opening date of the play, but because like, it's in April, I think it begins like the first uh, like, weekend in April. Pennsylvania Playhouse, at though? the PA Playhouse. Uh, we're in rehearsals now for an amazing show. Name called of the play is Tally's Folly, not Follies. Tally's Folly, beautiful play. Just two characters. We're doing it safely um, with like it's really small audience numbers yeah. and live streaming. So you can always live stream in. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you can find and both. Sweet. Yeah, I hope. Well, you're in it. How could it not? Right. With that much sugar, it's got to be. Yeah. And of course, and lovely, just like the Whip Around podcast. That's right, and that's where you can find us every Wednesday. Did you just block us completely? Well, she's doing the thing. So <laughs> but this, you can scan that QR code or find us at thewhiparoundpodcast.com. We're a weird news podcast. Yeah, Phil specializes in the scientific. Go and, figure. And Sean specializes in the macabre. Go figure somebody who would be excited about a triple murder about, you know, be into that. But you can find us every Wednesday covering Doctor. weird news and uh, current events, yep. uh, making you laugh, making you think. Every Wednesday morning. Yeah, we're incredibly consistent, actually. Yeah, dude. Damn right. Yeah. And then, of course, let's not forget our fantastic bar back who's been handing me ingredients the entire time, ladies and gentlemen. And also the wet mistress for the Whip Around podcast. The entire Whip Around is here today, basically. Yeah. The magician's assistant, both Facebook page and Etsy shop, for all your chainmail masks. Even if you have clothes you like and you don't want to get rid of, she can repair them. Broadway-level abilities, folks. Meaning yep. has worked there. <laughs> and if you thought we were ever going to put these titles and these links in in post... That was way too much effort for this. Yeah, no. no, we're we're way nah. So I just want to thank everybody. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> there it is. That's how we start. You started that way. I'll finish that mm-hmm. way. So again, I want to thank my buddy Sean. I want to thank my wife Caroline. I want to thank all of you out there in Television Land. I couldn't resist saying it. I just I had a honeymoon flashback. Anyway, 
enjoy like Slim Jim or something. <laughs> enjoy the rest of the Green Fairy Party. And uh, hey, may your cogs never rust. I will see you hopefully in better times, everybody. Cheers. Brown absinthe. <laughs> White. All natural. Quiet absinthe. Green absinthe. Red absinthe. <laughs> Best in show. Imagine drowning. <laughs> right, have you got it?